Welcome to the Fantasy Football Show. Now, unlike uh, some other organizations, we do allow copious amounts of drinking here. The show to tune to for fantasy football knowledge. So if any of you took Doug Martin early, there are flasks over there on the table. It's the Fantasy Football Show with Jeff Meller. Dear Lord, please help homeless friends understand that make-believe computer football is no excuse for using the internet to be mean. This is the Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN 1000, ESPN Chicago app, and 100.3 HD2. Week 6 of the NFL season is upon us. I am Jeff Meller, and this is the Fantasy Football Show here with you from 8 to 9 a.m., as we are every Sunday morning during the fantasy football season here to take your calls, 312-332-3776. If you've got a fantasy football question or a lineup dilemma that you would like bandied about, I am here for you. Again, 312-332-3776. You can also, as always, hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Jeff underscore Meller. That's M-E-L-L-E. Are. And if you're new to the program, what we do every week, uh, first segment here, I take you around the league and let you know about all the latest injuries, some of the guys who may have had limited practices this week, the latest information we have on them. I'll give you all that. And then after that, it's your turn to give me your lineup questions and dilemmas. Good news this week, we do not have a London game, so there is no rush to get any last-minute information in. But we did have some uh, some news Early yesterday, that uh, is probably the biggest in fantasy football. It starts in Indianapolis today. Play clock down to three. They get it to Taylor. And Taylor into the end zone. Spinning. Touchdown, Colts. So Jonathan Taylor is officially out again with that ankle sprain. Not a huge surprise to me. The reality is that the Colts, I think, were playing a little bit. They were playing possum a little bit, trying to project confidence that Taylor might be back soon. He did practice a little bit this week, but, again, a very early rollout um, on Saturday afternoon yesterday. So Jonathan Taylor is not available. Naheem Hines also is not going to play today, which means that Deion Jackson will step to the forefront last Thursday when they played the Denver Broncos, he went for 62 yards on 13 carries, had four catches for 29 yards, so he was productive. Not sure if you can really expect a touchdown from Deion Jackson, but the key here is that Jackson is actually available in about 97% of fantasy leagues right now, so you may be in luck if you're up against it, especially because this is the first week of buys this week, so if you're up against it, you need a last-minute running back plug-in. Deion Jackson may very well be available. Heck, he's available in 97% of leagues. So go ahead and scoop him up. As for Jonathan Taylor, my advice on him is it's it's I would be I wouldn't be surprised if he's back next week. But also, I, I think you have to plan accordingly that this could be a couple more weeks as well because ankle injuries are dicey, and it, they've been vague about whether or not it's a high ankle sprain. Um, there was some belief that it could be in some of the reporting, but. They have not come out and said that. So if it is a high ankle sprain, though, I would this could be a disaster if we're trying to deal with counting on him every week. All right, moving along here to Cincinnati. Goes deep down the left sideline, and it's caught. That's T. Higgins to the end zone. 
And when I say to Cincinnati, I mean to the Bengals because they are actually on the road today taking on the New Orleans Saints at the Caesar Superdome. And T. Higgins, now there is some hope that he is going to play today, but I think if you saw what happened last week on Sunday Night Football against the Ravens where he was active, but really once the second quarter arrived, he was no longer an option for the Bengals. I would play it safe. I am not using T. Higgins right now until I see him compete and play uh, and finish a game, really, because I would not want to get stuck like last week. On the other side of the ball in that game... Here is Winston, just going to take his shot, throwing towards the end zone, and it is caught! My goodness! Touchdown! Winston's prayer is answered! Let's go ahead and fire the other highlight, too, there, Jake, right after that one. Hill is in, Hook is back, blocked by the tight end, Vanette to the end zone, caught for the touchdown! Chris Olave! So Winston was doubtful, and he is officially not going to start for the Saints. That means that Andy Dalton, the Red Rifle, will get a shot at redemption in a a rivalry revenge game against the Bengals today. And the reality is, without Chris Olave, who is officially not going to play um, concussion protocol that he's dealing with, nasty hit, if you saw it, uh, as he scored a touchdown last week. But he's in concussion protocol. He's not expected to play. We're also for the Saints without Michael Thomas, without Jarvis Landry. I guess the only good news is that Elvin Kamara was back last week, and he is still going to be out there. But there's not a whole lot of receiving options for Andy Dalton. So if you're in a super flex league and you are thinking, hey, you know what, maybe Dalton's an option here, I mean, you better be absolutely desperate and have no other quarterback to turn to in that situation because Andy Dalton um, and Superflex, I'm still kind of a little bit skittish on using him. Onward. It's Connor. Has a nose for that end zone, and he scores. James Connor. So James Connor is out again for the Arizona Cardinals as they head to Seattle to play their division rival, the Seahawks, and. That means that it is Eno Benjamin time for the players out there who were able to scoop him up on their waiver wire. And I do think Eno actually is a pretty solid option this week against the Seattle Seahawks, who have really been porous defensively. So Eno Benjamin scored a touchdown last week, had three catches. Now, he didn't do much on the ground, 8 for 25, but... He had three catches, and he does have the ability to be a solid receiver out of the backfield. So I think in PPR formats, he's a really strong play today against that Seahawks defense. Um, And James Conner, owners, hopefully you were able to go ahead and snag him. This is the Fantasy Football Show presented by Tullamore Dew Fine Irish Whiskey. Again, 312-332-3776. Jump on in now so that uh, you get in before before the phone lines are all jammed up. Give us to Akers to the edge. Akers inside the 10, inside the 5, leading to the goal line. Touchdown, Cam Akers. All right, so this is an interesting one. Cam Akers is not going to play today for personal reasons, and not that you'd want to play him anymore at this point anyway until you see something from him because the Rams are just an absolute mess. If you're not Cooper Cup, there's nothing to like about the Rams' offense. Cam Akers is out, though, officially today for personal reasons, and there's also been a report, courtesy of Ian Rappaport, earlier this morning that the Rams are listening to offers for Cam Akers, and from 
Rappaport's report, Akers may have played his last down for the Rams. So, you know, when as the season has unfolded, it's not really a shocker when you saw in the opener against the Bills, Cam Akers only had three carries, didn't gain a yard, and that was a little bit curious because the Rams had been touting how he was back in a full go after dealing with the injury that that he was dealing with returning from um, but the Achilles injury he, he got back he played in the playoffs last year and they didn't use him on opening night and was that a message that Sean McVay was trying to send to him it seems like it in retrospect and now the fact that we're getting news he may have played his last down well that is certainly not good at this point if you're a Cam Akers owner and listen don't say don't don't read this as he has to go out you have to go out and dump him i'm saying though if you need the roster room and cam Akers is someone you're considering this does not bode well at all for the rams they have the buy on week seven um and just the fact that they're listening to offers i don't like it at all if you need to drop cam Akers for the roster room i would say i'm going to go ahead and sign off on that for you fourth down hooks a pass a fastball caught Keenan Allen, hot throw handled for the touchdown. All right, so Keenan Allen is doubtful yet again, and this is problematic because this is the Monday night football game. Keenan Allen doubtful with that hamstring injury. That, of course, is a blow because I think a lot of a lot of fantasy owners out there were hopeful that this could be the week when they finally got him back because of some of the limited practices that he's been logging. But I cannot, in good conscience, go ahead and advise holding out and using him um, with the doubtful designation. So even though there's a possibility, I suppose, that he could play with Monday night, you know, not giving you many fallback options, I would not wait on Keenan Allen if you have somebody that you would rather use today. First trip to the red zone for the Chargers. He throws down toward the end zone. That is caught down there by Mike Williams. Now, this is interesting because you'd say, okay, Miller, you just told me not to wait on Keenan Allen, and now you're going to tell me to wait on Mike Williams, who's in the same situation. Well, it's not exactly the same. Mike Williams missed practice on Friday due to an illness, and whenever you see that, generally players are able to bounce back and play. I will tell you, that if you have Mike Williams, as I do in some leagues, and you're wondering, all right, is he worth waiting for? I think he is absolutely worth waiting for without the likelihood of having Allen there. You you see the big numbers that Mike Williams has put up at times in Allen's absence. And so I'm definitely waiting on Mike Williams. Uh, just make sure you have an alternative if he cannot go, if you're in that situation. And don't forget, you can even have some Broncos as a possible possible fallback option because there's another Bronco in that game who's also questionable. Three tight ends. Extra offensive line. Wilson gives. Gordon, touchdown, Denver! So Melvin Gordon dealing with a neck issue. Not that I really want to start him at this point anyway, but that means that the possibility for a larger role for Mike Boone is there and on the table. And so maybe, just maybe, you have Mike Williams and you're holding out, waiting on the, you know, using him. If that's the case and you can have Mike Boone as an option, I think that's a perfectly reasonable way to go. Also, potentially, you know, less... Uh, Less interesting, but still a possibility. If you have uh, a, a Sutton or a Judy, I'd also, you know, definitely hold, wait on Mike Williams there. Again, 
I am um, definitely expecting and anticipating Mike Williams will be available. How about this one? I got uh, I got some kicker injury news for you. 54-yard attempt. Harrison Butker drills it. All right, so Harrison Butker was completely removed from the injury report, and generally I spend almost no time on kickers on this show. I think rightfully so because they're generally not really difference makers. But Harrison Butker is on an offense. He's one of those guys who he's got a great leg, big leg. He's you know he can be a weapon from fifty plus. Which from my personal preference, when I'm prioritizing what I want from my kicker, I want a guy who's got that big leg who can potentially get me you know those bonus point or two depending on your scoring system. And Harrison Butker is one of those guys. Now. Free money here, found money. He is currently available in 31% of ESPN leagues out there because of that ankle injury that he was dealing with. Caused him to miss, I don't know if it was four games total that he ended up missing altogether, but that is the case. He is going to kick today. He actually missed uh, five games total. So, But that's this is perfect. Go ahead, snatch up Harrison Bucker, and if you want, if you have the roster room and you want to see him kick today, that's fine. You can go ahead and you know carve out a little bit of space if you've been unhappy with your kicker so far this season. But uh, he is expected to return to the kicking for the Chiefs in that game, that monstrous game that everybody is anticipating today. The Bills visiting the Chiefs. One more for you here. Play action. Carr airs it out down the middle for Adams. Got it. Inside the 10. Devontae, touchdown. What a play on fourth down. When push comes to shove, will Devontae Adams be suspended? That is the question. And I have, I think, some good news for Devontae Adams owners out there. Sounds like he is not going to be disciplined until after whatever the legal proceedings are do occur and at this point um when the nfl has you know leaked that information i would actually be very surprised i think at this point if he ends up being suspended for the las vegas raiders so that's good news and obviously if he was i wouldn't expect it to be anything more than a game but uh good news you know for adam's owners out there it doesn't seem likely right now at this point that he'll be suspended at least for this season so there you go again 312-332-3776. I always encourage everybody, get in early because the lines are full right now. But once you hear somebody drop off, jump right back in, and I will get my, I'll get my, do my best to get everybody in. If so, if you get in early, I will be able to answer your call on the air today. I'm Jeff Meller. This is the Fantasy Football Show presented by Tullamore Dew, Fine Irish Whiskey, and, of course, the fine folks at Twin Peaks Eats, Drinks, Scenic Views. Your turn next. Brisk Sunday morning here in the city of Chicago. It feels like fall weather finally, officially, is upon us. Rough loss for the Bears on Thursday night, boy. They just aren't making things easy for their fans out there. Um, Because the Bears played on Thursday night, I will not be with you at 10 o'clock, as I generally am on Sunday mornings, along with Deion Miller. In my stead, you'll get three full hours of Xander and Hanley. So I'm sure they'll talk plenty of football. I'm sure they'll talk plenty of playoff baseball, maybe sprinkle in some college football as well. They will be all over the news of the day after I'm done here, Xander and Hanley. So make sure you keep it locked here to ESPN 1000. I'm Jeff Meller. This is the Fantasy Football Show 
presented by Tullamore Dew Fine Irish Whiskey and, of course, Twin Peaks. Thank you for listening. Again, 312-332-3776. This is the portion where you get the chance to participate. Let's go ahead and start things off with Ron, who's in Schaumburg. Ron, good morning. You're morning, on the Jeff. Football How are you show. doing? Doing well. How about you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Um, I'm in a standard league. I need two. I have five. Um, Alan Lazard, mm-hmm. Rondell Moore, Devin Duvernay, Alec Pierce, and Jacoby Myers. Now, I also have uh, Christian Kirk and Pittman as my main wide receivers. As your starters there. All right. So, um, you know what, Ron? I do like Kirk, but let me tell you this. Um, I actually would take him, I believe, out of the out of the lineup today. I haven't really been impressed with what they've done with him the last three weeks. So he actually would not be one of the three when I'm looking at who you have available. So I would definitely use Alan Lazard. He's clearly the guy um, you know, in the red zone for Aaron Rodgers. And, and in standard league, that's important. So I would use Alan Lazard for sure along with Pittman. Then I'd use uh, Rondale Moore because – for whatever reason, Arizona, I mean, he's an explosive player. Arizona finds a way to get him anywhere between four and eight touches. They just manufacture those easy touches for him and his explosive big playability. I do like that matchup against Seattle today. So that would give you Lazard, Moore, um, Pittman, and then do you need one more? Uh, if, yeah. If, if you take out Kirk, I would use uh, Devin Duvernay. Okay, and so would you uh, drop uh, uh, Myers, Jacoby Myers? I'm in another league. I have. Him in both leagues and pick up uh, uh, Jackson. Dion Jackson? Hmm. Yeah. That one is, do you need the running back help? I would say, you know, so as long as it's a standard league, Myers, I think, is uh, he's somebody who's definitely expendable. Um, in PPR formats, you want to hang on to Myers. But if it's standard league and, and you do like the, uh, you know, you could use Deion Jackson today, um, then, yeah, go ahead and, and snag him. But if it's just, it's tough because, you know, now it's like wh- how long is Taylor going to be out? Is it going to be just this week? Is it going to be a couple more weeks? Because, obviously, starting running backs are always um, very valuable when they're there. And Deion Jackson looks like he's going to be that at least for a little bit. And if he plays well today, maybe they're, they are a little more cautious with him. So it's, you know, in I don't love dropping Jacoby Myers, but if it's in a standard league, uh, Ron, I can definitely see it. So hopefully that sorts it out for you. You know, not completely clear there, but um, I always do tend to uh, if if a if a starting running back's out there and I do have reasonable room for him, then I will do my best to try and add him to the roster. Let's uh, go on out to let's start with our man Mike, who is in Mount Prospect. Mikey, what's going on? Hey, Jeff, how you doing, my brother? Excellent. Well, the last time I started off 1-4, and four, I asked you to do the stats out of the Chicago Tribune, so it's been a long, long time. I've got a, a PPR uh, league here, and I picked up Tyson Hill because I need points. I need I need a long shot. Or do I go back and use Kyle Pitts? I, I'm, I'm a 13-point underdog, and, I'm, uh, you know, i got to do something. Yeah, so, you know, I, I, and I always say, Mike, I love the context, too, of where the uh, projections have you in the league. So uh, don't worry, 1-4, it's not uh, impossible to, to make that comeback, even though you haven't found yourself in this situation often. But um, so generally in PPR, I'm always going to lean towards Kyle Pitts. And, you know, I love the Hill question because this uh, gives me a chance to just kind of elaborate on it. PPR, though, it's really tough for Taysom Hill to help you out in PPR formats if he doesn't have that big day. However... 
today with Kyle Pitts, you know, still questionable. We expect him to play today. I didn't even mention him in the, at uh, at the top there, but he's expected to go. But he's questionable dealing coming back from that hamstring injury. And oh, as you know, by the way, Mike, he's been extremely disappointing with the way he's been used in Atlanta. So yes, in, this, in this specific scenario, with you know so many skilled players banged up and not even being in there for the Saints today, I do think it's actually a. I would use Taysom Hill today over Kyle Pitts because the combination of you know so few options for the Saints and then and then Kyle Pitts just returning from this hamstring injury, I think it's the one situation where I'll actually say I would use Taysom Hill in a PPR. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I'm glad you agree on that one because this. I'm not expecting 36 points from Tyson Hill like he did last week, but you know I'm expecting him hopefully to do 10. You know, whatever. So, exactly. You know what? That's perfect. Perfect, Mike. Uh, well said. If he just gets you one touchdown, it's probably going to be worth it um, because we can't really reliably count on Kyle Pitts to be the tight end that most folks drafted him to be in the third or fourth round of their fantasy league draft. Let's go on out to St. Louis and say good morning to Julian. Hey, Julian, what's up? What's up, Jeff? Thanks for taking my call, man. No problem. All right, so I got a question on my last wide receiver spot. I need one out of three here. So I got Alec Pierce, Zay Jones, or Chase Claypool. And I already got DK and Tyreek as my first two starters there. Okay, so, um, yeah, Zay Jones, now – he looks a little more enticing with Marvin Jones ruled out today for Jacksonville. But, you know, the last two games from Trevor Lawrence and the, the Jaguars has, have not been good. So I would yeah. stay away from Zay Jones at this point. It comes down to Pierce versus Claypool. And obviously with Kenny Pickett, things are looking up for Claypool. But I liked a lot of what I saw from Alec Pierce. And without, you know, Jonathan Taylor, I think they are going to continue to rely on that passing game a little more. So I like uh, Pierce, even though, you know, Pittman is is still out there and in the mix. I like what I saw from Alec Pierce the last couple of weeks. So I would use him. I was leaning towards that one, too. And last thing that popped in my head, so you're completely out on Cam Akers then because I do have him sitting on my bench right now, and now I'm kind of considering dropping him. Yeah, so like this is the way I view it, Julian, and for those who missed it, uh, Ian Rappaport reported that he's out today, obviously, for personal reasons, and then he is the Rams are listening to offers for him. So when that comes out, when that's leaked, I think that tells you all you need to know. The reality is, he is he really going to get back for the Rams at this point? I don't think so. When that report comes out, it doesn't seem likely. Um, and then if he does get moved, you know, the situation, you know, was I think set up about as well as it could have been for him in Los Angeles to start the season, and it just has not unfolded well. So the reality is, I don't see a path where you will trust starting him for at least another three, four, five weeks. You know. If he gets traded, he's going to have to pick up the playbook. Then when he does, you're going to have to see him look good for a week before you even feel comfortable using him. So I think you know if you need that roster spot, if you're not in a deep, deep league where every running back is owned, then you know feel free to go ahead and cut him if you need that roster spot. Thanks, man. I appreciate all the help. Have a great one. Nah, no problem, Julian. Thanks for listening. Thanks for making the call. Let's go on out to Prospect Heights and Ruben. Hey, Rube. How's it going, Jeff? Going well, man. Hey, uh, I called a couple weeks ago, and you really did help me on a, a little dilemma that I had as far as uh, a Kareem Hunt and uh, Alan Lazard. I started Kareem Hunt, and that actually uh, got me over the hump. I just want to uh, thank you for that. Thank you. Thanks, Ruben. I do appreciate the love. Every once in a while, I get one right. So, no, thank you. I'm glad it worked out. Awesome. 
All right, so um, I, I uh, woke up, rolled over uh, out of my bed, and the first thing I heard from you was uh, Michael Thomas was out. So I'm actually looking at three wide receivers, Adam Thielen, uh, Jerry Judy, or Devin Duvernay to start over Michael Thomas. So, yeah, you know, I think um, I'm still, Ruben, leaning with Adam Thielen here. I know he hasn't really had the touchdown production just yet, but he's still, the targets are still there, and I think eventually they're going, you know, they're going to come for him. Uh, you know, Miami is not a great secondary, so that's a team you can pass on quite a bit. I, you know, Duvernay without um, – I haven't mentioned this on the show yet, but uh, for those who don't know, Rashad Bateman is out as well. So that does make Duvernay a little more enticing. He's actually carved out a nice little role the last couple weeks in Baltimore. But I think, um, you know, it's close but between du- uh, Duvernay and Thielen, but I would use Thielen personally this week against, uh, against Miami. Sounds good, Jeff. I and appreciate it. Thank you no, for taking my no call. No problem, man. Ruben. Thank you. And you know what? That just goes to show that Jerry Judy and that uh, Broncos offense right now, it's a non-starter for me if I've got any other options because, you know, Russell Wilson just looks atrocious right now. Let's try Tom, who's in Romeoville. Good morning, Tom. Good morning, sir. How are you? Excellent. How about you? Uh, um, fabulous. Good. All right. I need a flex for a full PPR. I got a... Um, James Robinson, DJ Moore, Devontae Smith, and Daryl Henderson. And you need one? I need one. So some strong options here. You know, I like Daryl Henderson seems like the guy who's going to obviously be the huge beneficiary, but let's, you know, I got to say, you've got some strong options right here, so I'm staying away from Henderson because I, I don't like to go into situations where I don't, you know, it's just guessing. Their offensive line's been awful. So, you know, I, you know, even though it's intriguing for Henderson, I think you have some better options there. I'm not using DJ Moore with P.J. Walker starting. So it comes down to James Robinson versus Devontae Smith for me. And I think I would use uh, James Robinson personally. He um, still is the goal. You know, ETNs look pretty good the last couple weeks, but – I would use James Robinson in the flex. It's close between him and Devontae Smith, but uh, with Dallas being the opponent for the, for the Eagles tonight, I would use uh, James Robinson. I got one, one real quick one, but I also got um, Evan Ingram and Christian Kirk in my lineup. Ain't too many Jaguars. Ooh. <laughs> yes, that is too many Jaguars, Tom. Um, I would start Devontae Smith over Christian Kirk today. Okay. All right. Thank you for the call. Again, 312-332-3776, or hit me up on Twitter at Jeff underscore Miller. This is the Fantasy Football Show, presented by Tullamardew Fine Irish Whiskey. The Fantasy Football Show is back with the guru of fantasy football, Jeff Miller. How's your lineup looking? It's not good. Dial us up at 312-332-ESPN. Like if I start him and then he doesn't play, I literally have nothing in the bank. i got no backup. That's 312-332-3776. This is the Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. About 25 minutes left here on the Fantasy Football Show presented by Telemardu Fine Irish Whiskey. I'm Jeff Meller with you every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. helping you with your fantasy football questions. Lines are jammed right now, but 312-332-3776 when you hear somebody drop off. Let's go ahead and say good morning to Jeff, who's in Albany Park. Jeff, how's it going? 
Hey, Jeff, good morning. Great name, by the way. He's the best uh, name in the world. The best. What's up? <laughs> hey, Jeff, good question. Uh, mm-hmm. I need two two uh, running backs to start. Um, uh, fortunately, Danby Pierce is on a bye. So I got between Mixon, uh, A.J. Dillon, and Kenneth Walker. And I also have Tevin Coleman, but I didn't mention him because I wasn't considering him to start. But I'll yeah, listen that- to what you have to say, Jeff. You got it. Yeah, no, uh, good move there. Definitely Tevin Coleman not worth starting at this point. I'd also say, Jeff, that Joe Mixon, I know it's been disappointing, but he still uh, has been getting huge volume from Cincinnati. And at some point, you know, um, he's still getting the goal line carries. You saw last week he had the knee down at like the, uh, you know, the the three-inch line there um, in Baltimore. So that's good news you still got to keep using joe mixon and i like kenneth kenneth walker over aj Dillon because look the backfield it's it's all his right now um clearly so uh aj dylan's been you know disappointing the last few weeks so i think i'm going i'm, I'm going ahead and saying use kenneth walker right now uh with rashad penny done for the season it's his backfield now so uh plenty of opportunities for him i would use mixon and walker jeff and that leads us perfectly to, I believe, a trade question here from Keith, who's in Joliet regarding Joe Mixon. What's up, Keith? How are you doing this morning? Well. Good. Uh, yeah, I would be getting Mixon and P. Ryan as backup, and I would be trading away Mostert and Dylan. So our, my backs would be Eckler and Mixon. And then, so you, and you'd have P. Ryan on the bench, and then what's your, uh, who's your other running back? Who would be on your bench, Keith? I've got Melvin Gordon, I've got Chase Edmonds, I've got Mike Boone. Okay, so, you know, it, honestly, it, it'll be a, you know, obviously I understand you're not going to be starting any of those guys if you make this deal. I This is the type of deal, though, I personally would absolutely go ahead and make. I want Mixon. I think you're buying low at the perfect opportunity. Um, I don't think you'll really regret A.J. Dillon. What we've seen from Dillon, even though I love the talent, is that it's just not going to be enough work for him that's going to be sustainable to feel comfortable using him you know, every week as your second running back. Mostert, listen, the injury history for him, even though it looks like he might be carving out a bigger role in Miami, and I do like Mike McDaniel's run offense, the reality is that Mostert's history is that he just cannot sustain that workload. Eventually, you know, he will break down. It's just been his history um, in the NFL. So I would absolutely go ahead and make that deal today. Dylan and Mostert for Mixon and Perrine before uh, before your opponent uh, chooses to uh, take it off the board. Absolutely. Going to do it. Thanks, Jeff. Love it. Thanks, Keith. Appreciate the call. 312-332-3776. Let's try another Raheem Mostert question from Tom, who's in Worth. Hey, Tom, you're on the Fantasy Football Show. Hey, what's up, Mellor? Not much, so, man. I, I know Mostert's not going to be able to stay healthy for the whole year, but I'm just wondering for today, do I start Zeke? Or do I just uh, stick with Mostert in there? Yeah, uh, yeah. This one, you know, definitely, I would be using Raheem Mostert at this point. I think we've seen at this point Ezekiel Elliott. Even though, he, honestly, it's the contract and the contract alone that seems to be the reason he's continuing to get the work that he is. But you're starting to see at this point, Tony Pollard is even getting more touches most you know week in and week out even though it's a pretty close split so Elliot may get you you know those red red zone carries when they get in very tight near the goal line which are of course very valuable but I think the floor for him right now you know or the ceiling for Ezekiel Elliott is pretty low and most dirt you saw last last couple weeks he's had um at least 17 touches he had 15 carries 69 yards nice with the Bengals in week four and then uh, a couple catches in that one then he had 18 for 113 
and a touchdown against the Jets last week. And um, I think against the Vikings, you're definitely going to want to go ahead and use Raheem Mostert this week. Let's try our buddy Dave, who's in Elkhorn, Wisconsin. What's up, Dave? How you doing? Good, good morning, Jeff. Hey, how are you? I got a PPR question here. I need to start uh, two of these four. Uh, Brandon Ayuk, Eno Benjamin, uh, DuVernay, or Rand- Rondell Moore. Oh, all right, Dave. So this is, I, I, again, the PPR format really makes it tough to ever use Brandon Ayuk, right? Um, so I can't, right. I can't recommend him. And I, I don't generally like to do this, but I do think against that Seattle Seahawks defense, which has just been atrocious, one of the uh, the worst in the league all season long. But the good news is they their offense scores points, so they basically make their opponents score with them, and um, that's generally not been a problem. So I would use, believe it or not, both Cardinals. Give me uh, Benjamin and Rondale Moore um, over Duvernay, especially in the PPR format, as I mentioned earlier. Cliff Kingsbury loves to manufacture touches for Rondale Moore in that screen game, so it feels like it's usually three to four free points for Moore just by having him in your lineup, and then if he can break one, uh, it could be a big day. So I would use Benjamin and Moore. Okay, I was leaning that way. Thanks for your help, Jeff. Have a nice rest of the day. You do the same. Thank you, Dave. Let's try Tom, who's in Indy. Hey, Tom, what's up? Hey, what's going on, Jeff? How are you? Good. Hey, I got a tough decision I need two out of the three. I got Drake London, Romeo Dobbs, and George Pickens. So you need two of those three, and I, you know, yeah. it's it's tough to. Uh, I'm trying to think. What, I'm, I'm thinking this. PPR. I also have James, I also have James Robinson and Travis Etienne that I could plug in, but I'm trying to kind of avoid them due to the lack of production lately. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the whole Jags offense has been rough the last couple of weeks. Um, yeah. I definitely think, I, you know, I think I'd, I'd go Pickens and London. Now, you know, it's up two rookies, and, you know, um, the reality is that the Falcons passing game, you know, with Mariota has been tough to rely upon, but still, um, I, you know, I just – Dobbs, you want to trust him, but, boy, it's been – you know, it's been up and down with him, and Lazard seems to be the, the, the guy who they feature in the red zone. So I think I'd use Pickens in London. Okay. Um, I right, was leaning him, but, I mean, the Aaron Rodgers scared me. So. All right, yeah, appreciate no, thank you. I hear you. And the one thing I always say is you can't really be scared about making the wrong decision, right? Like, you got to make your selection and go with it. And I think both Pickens and London are clearly – better players and they're involved in what we've seen from Pickens the last couple of weeks. He's clearly more involved in the offense these days with, with Kenny Pickett uh, as the quarterback, it looks better too. So I would go ahead and say, uh, don't look back. Don't get too upset with yourself. If Dobbs does have a big game, because we can't count on that just yet. We need to see more from Dobbs before we feel comfortable using him as anything more than, you know, kind of a uh, desperation flex. I think let's try Jose. Who's in down in Montgomery, Illinois. Hey, Jose. Good morning, Jeff. How you doing? Good. I got a uh, tough loss last week after some good trades I made, so I need some help on some wide receivers. Mike Hollywood Brown, Gabe Davis, Mike Williams, Tyler Lockett, and Corey Davis. I need three out of five. All right, so I'm immediately taking Corey Davis off the board because the other four I stand out well above him. So um, Gabe Davis, you know, I – it's boomer. It's a little. It's a little bit boomer bust. But that offense in Buffalo is just, you know, you want a piece of that, right? Like in for he had, I will say 
He had four touchdowns uh, in last year's playoff game against the Kansas City Chiefs. So what does that mean? Does that mean that the Chiefs is a huge matchup problem for them? Were they devoting too much attention to Stefan Diggs? Yeah, I think that's part of it. I do think Gabe Davis is going to be in store for a little bit of a tougher matchup than he was last year. But, you know, you saw last week, he's he's got that physical talent. He scores on that, you know, 98-yard touchdown. Then he rips yeah. one away from Minka Fitzpatrick in the end zone. So I want that dude in my lineup. So Gabe Davis, lock him in, even though there's, uh, you know, a little bit of a boom or bust factor for him. You know, Mike Williams, Marquise Brown, Tyler Lockett. So you need two of those three. Um, you know, it, as long as... <sighs> I I would say I'm going with Mike Williams for sure, and then I think Marquise Brown ever so slightly over Lockett. This is where I can't let you know the previous week um, completely d- dictate what I want to do. So Mike Williams, Marquise Brown, and Gabe Davis, uh, and it's tough to leave Lockett on the bench, Jose. But you got some good strong options there. All right, thanks, Jeff. Thank you, Jose. Appreciate it. Again, 312-332-3776. One more segment to go here on the Fantasy Football Show, which, of course, is presented by Telemardu Fine Irish Whiskey and the fine folks at Twin Peaks. Eats, drinks, scenic scenic views. Excuse me. Eats, drinks, scenic views. Easier said than done. I'm Jeff Meller. Again, you can hit me up on Twitter at Jeff underscore Meller. That's M-E-L-L-E-R. Last call for calls. 312-332-3776. Get in now on ESPN 1000. The Fantasy Football Show is back with a guru of fantasy football, Jeff Meller. He's listed as questionable. Questionable. What does that mean? No one knows what that means. Dial us up at 312-332-ESPN. I mean, they know if they're playing. They know. They should tell us. That's 312-332-3776. This is the Fantasy Football Show on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000 and 100.3 HD2. Ten more minutes here on the Fantasy Football Show, presented by Telemore Dew Fine Irish Whiskey. I am Jeff Meller, again with you every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 a.m., so make sure if you're up early on Sundays, make sure you make it your appointment to listen to. 312-332-3776, last chance to get in here. If you're uh, just waking up here and you missed it earlier, the big injury information, Jonathan Taylor, Naheem Hines, both officially out for the Colts. That means that... Deion Jackson will step in and be the lead back for the Colts yet again. Um, elsewhere, other James Conner is out for the Cardinals. That means Eno Benjamin steps into a bigger role. Cam Akers, hopefully you were not relying on him at this point anymore anyway, but he is officially going to miss today's game due to personal reasons, and it also sounds like the Rams are listening two offers if anybody is interested in trading for him. So my, he has uh, fallen out of favor very quickly. Uh, also mentioned Keenan Allen, not expected. He's doubtful. I don't expect him to play tomorrow night on Monday Night Football as the Chargers take on the Broncos at uh, home at SoFi Stadium there. Mike Williams had an illness, did not practice a couple days this week, but I am holding out hope that he'll be available. So Mike Williams, just make sure you have a backup in case he cannot go. And then uh, I also mentioned Harrison Bucker. If he's available on your league and you're looking for some kicking help, he was removed completely from the injury report this week. So go ahead and scoop him up. He is worth an ad. Uh, he's one of the better kickers in fantasy football. Let's try Phil, who's in Antioch with a quarterback dilemma. Phil, what's up, bud? 
Hey, Jeff, love the show. I think we should contact MVP management and get it extended to 90 minutes or two hours. I uh, love it, Phil. From, uh, <laughs> love it, love it. Thanks for the uh, compliment, man. Appreciate it. All right. I'm in the uh, 12-team PPR. We, we start two flexes, which makes it uh, a little more competitive. I'm up for a jog here, so I'm a little out of breath. No worries. But I actually I had kind of a what may be considered a wacky quarterback question. Jalen Hurts has been top two or three quarterbacks going against the tough Dallas D. Or Geno Smith, who's probably up in the top six or seven, going against a lousier Arizona D. Should I take wow. a chance? So, man, I, I love it, Phil. That's a, that is a great question. Here's what I'll say is, um, and I'll, I'll put you on hold so you can go ahead and breathe heavily there. Um, can you live with yourself if Jalen Hurts, you know, the, the floor for Hurts, I think, is just with the running ability, right? It's tough to ignore that Jalen Hurts is usually going to be a safe play. He's going to be good for 10 to 12 points. But I think it's really hard to expect, um, you know, one of those those really big performances from Hurts this week. This Cowboys defense is elite. Um, so, honestly, it's, it's, it's unbelievable. We're saying it at this point. But... I would be willing to gamble with Geno Smith. I've seen enough from him. It's not just that he is piling up numbers in garbage time, you know, but he is, he's been, he looked really good. Every game I'm watching, he's making the throws and he's gotten progressively better as the season's gone along. In fact, last week he, he had three touchdowns. I can't remember if it was two in a run or if it was three, three passing, but Geno has, he had three touchdowns last week. He accounted for three. And there's another one where the Seahawks had to end up settling for a field goal. But he threw a beautiful dart in the back of the end zone. DK Metcalf, most of the times, comes up with that catch, was not able to hang on to it. I mean, Geno Smith has looked brilliant all season long. And against Arizona today, I would say at home, I would use Geno Smith over Jalen Hurts, who's got just a brutal matchup against the Cowboys today. So, Phil, if you can stomach it, stomach it in case it goes, if you're okay then go ahead and use Smith over Hertz today. I'm, I'm okay with it. Let's try Steve, who's in Cary, Illinois. Steve, what's up, bud? Good morning, sir. Hey, I have a question because Miami's on their ninth-string quarterback. I've got uh, Waddle, i got Hill, mm-hmm. but I'm wondering if I should maybe play uh, uh, Johnson from or Marty Cooper in their stead in, instead. <sighs> it's t- yeah, Skylar Thompson. You know, he he was okay last week. Um, I think I would. I'd still I still keep. Tyreek Hill in the lineup, and um, if you know if you if you want to diversify a little bit and go with Deontay Johnson over Waddle, I could see it. But I think I personally, boy, you know, because it's not like you know Johnson's got uh, a great option throwing him the football and, and Kenny Pickett that we can trust just yet, Steve. So I think I would still use Hill and Waddle personally. But if you wanted to use Johnson over Waddle, I I don't hate it. All right, let me slip one more call in here before we get to the two minute warning. Let's try Ralph who is in Bloomingdale. Ralph, what's up, bud? Hey, Jeff. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. Yeah, good, sir. Uh, I I hate to be redundant. Uh, I believe I heard earlier uh, that uh, Pittman is – you're not a a fan going up against, uh, what, uh, fifth-ranked defense against uh, passing uh, this week. Uh, Amongst my uh, tallest midgets here to uh, select upon, I have uh, uh, J.K. Dobbins – Tyler Boyd, uh, Marquise Valdez, Valdez Scantling, mm-hmm. uh, T. Hig- T Higgins, and I did pick up Deion Jackson on your uh, on your recommendation. Okay, and, and so and you, and you need just one of these, Ralph. 
in my flex position to replace Pittman. Yeah, yeah you know, it's still, um, yeah, I don't, I, I still have a hard time not using Pittman in the PPR scoring format, right? Like, um, yeah. you know, Do- Dobbins, it's a little inconsistent right now, not loving the way they're, you know, utilizing him. You'd like to see him be more of a feature back that just hasn't really completely come to fruition just yet. So, um, even though I like, I, like it's it's intriguing with Jackson, but I I think what I would still use uh, Pittman over Jackson. I just I want to see a little bit from Jackson before I trust him completely. We're coming up in the two minute warning. This is the two minute warning, and that'll take us to the two minute warning. All right, folks, this does it for us here. I try anyone I can't get to, I answer here. Just on the phone, I don't punch them in. Uh, Jim and Crestwood has a PPR scoring, and they got about a minute left, Jim. So you got Waddle, Lazard, and then uh, Rashad White or J.K. Dobbins. I would say I want uh, Lazard over Waddle in that scenario. If you need a running back, I guess I would, I would take a Dobbins over White. Um, but Waddle and Lazard, uh, uh, if you can start both receivers. Then Matt Noak Park has a quarterback question. Kirk Cousins or Kyler Murray? Man, Arizona's been very, very tough this season, but I think I'd still use Murray in that matchup against uh, Seattle. Bad, bad, porous defense that the Seahawks are trotting out there these days. All right, folks, that's going to do it for me. Thanks so much to my man Jake Cantu for producing this show today. Don't go anywhere because Mark Zander and Brian Hanley are up next up until noon today, so they will have all of the uh, latest news stories of the day covered here for you on ESPN 1000. I'm Jeff Maller. Thanks so much for listening. Again, this is the Fantasy Football Show presented by Tullamore Dew, Fine Irish Whiskey, and Twin Peaks Eats, Drinks, Scenic Views.